This podcast is brought to you by ThamesCon, bringing conventions to Oxford and London, including the Great Conjunction, the first ever dark crystal convention in the world. For more information, visit their website at www.thegreatconjunction.com. Another world, another time, in the age of wonder. You are listening to Trial by Stone. Trial by Stone! Dea, Tea, Dara, Tea. Your vital essence, the Dark Crystal. Kida, Kida. Come, come, see for yourself. Aru, Garu. How very interesting. Dea, Tea. I feel the song of Thra in my heart! Now go, you heroes of Thra! Hello and welcome to Trial by Stone. I'm your host, Phil, and I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast as we, of course, talk about the Dark Crystal. I mean, this is, after all, what the podcast is all about. Um, as we are chatting about, um, you know, getting to the character discussions and... Uh, this is part two of our discussion of um, all the characters from, you know, that we were exposed to the books that were in the show, um, the fires of resistance, as I probably like to call sort of this sort of um, uh, part, you know, discussion. So this is second part. Um, and of course, uh, just introductions in order. I mean, and with me is my co-host, uh, Cindy. So Cindy, how are you and how are things been going for yourself? Hold on, this is the Dark Crystal podcast, not the Star Wars podcast. No, I'm in no, the wrong no. room. Yeah. <laughs> uh, dang. Okay. Well, you know, hold on. Let me just adjust my notes, and yeah, here we go. We're good. I'm just <laughs> yeah. kidding. I just thought yeah. I'd lighten the mood a little bit in here. Uh, I'm doing pretty good, though. Actually, it's uh, starting to be summertime out here in California, which means it's time to slather on the sunscreen twice as much as usual and um, head out to the beach as we all do. And now um, it's a lot safer to do so because I've gotten the, the 5G uh, injection and <laughs> I'm, uh, my service has improved. I'm, I'm getting all the channels. I'm like, you know, Wi-Fi everywhere up in here. Um, oh, that's great, that's great. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> so in fact, I don't even need recording equipment anymore. I just, you know, push the buttons that they just injected me with and I'm, I'm good to go. I just yeah. send it your way, yeah. <laughs> technology man oh it makes Take a big that, difference yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 but anyway yeah how you doing phil yeah no i mean going all right i mean i mean as of this recording i mean i mean you, you got your vaccine um i'm still waiting for mine so you know um here in australia um you know without without not going into do too deep but i think you know it, it's it's been a bit higgledy piggledy i think <laughs> with uh with knowing when we're actually going to get vaccines but of course you know um they have been uh starting the process but it's more just um, the original sort of deadline that they sort of initially uh, stated when, you know, everyone was going to get vaccinated towards the end of the year was sort of, yeah, probably not going to happen. So, but, you know, who knows, you know, they can prove me wrong. So we'll just wait well, and see. Well, <laughs> for you, man. It really is like a whole other planet over there compared to, to here. It's like I'm being, being an American right now, like you really got to, you, you got to... Um, look for the sources on what's going on anywhere else because we are very egocentric over here it's it's <laughs> we got to remind ourselves like hey 
other countries exist and they're going through their own struggles too. So let's, let's figure out what's going on. So yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. Good to have a little insight as to what's happening over there on the, on the kangaroo side of things. And I got to say, I wish more people over here said higgledy piggledy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, know, I really yeah. appreciate you guys for that. Uh, oh, good. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So, <laughs> All right. So, all right. Uh, so aside from that, all right, we'll, we'll de- get back into the world of Thra of the Dark Crystal. Um, so for those who are sort of new to the show, um, so this is part two of our discussion on um, the, the characters from the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. Um, so previously we talked about um, Naya and Kylan um at sort of at length um with those characters and um and so i mean originally i mean it's always a thing when we record these shows oh we're going to get through most of these characters from um uh you know like tavra and, and gurgen but we just ran out of time so yeah. one hour is not enough it, it's it's never enough it's never this enough. is our crew it, yes we can just ramble about them forever and there's there's so much to go over and I think we pretty much just covered uh, Naya and Kylan last time. Yes, and, yeah. Uh, you know, just because they're they're the main the main duo of the squad from uh, the the Jan Lee novels. So yes, yeah. Uh, there's a lot to say there, and and comparatively, they didn't get a whole bunch of screen time on Age of Resistance. So I think there's there's a lot of theorizing to be done there in terms of the timeline and like the the official canon um, finger quotes like in terms of uh you know a lot of people think that there are contradictions between what happens to those characters as portrayed in age of resistance compared to the novels and it's it's not necessarily i don't think anyway contradictions so much as just we're seeing different perspectives and there's a lot of little gaps in the story of like what's happening here in age of resistance we're not seeing those characters maybe during those moments that's when they're off doing this thing that we saw happening in tides of the dark crystal or uh, so on and you have some ideas about that as well that i'm really excited to um <laughs> to hear about what your your little theories about i know where, yeah, where yeah. everybody went it, i mean it is one of those things i had been thinking of for a while um like i've sort of always been curious about because of you know things you know may not align at times so it was sort of i i sort of wanted to try and figure out um like because we know what the characters got up to in the books but i'm very curious to always thinking about how those characters would have been during the events of the actual show and whether you know like how different the journey might have been you know in in the age of resistance show um compared to the books um so that was just something I, I probably will definitely delve into um later on um but i think you know uh first i i, I guess I, I don't know like who, who do you want to chat chat about first uh, like i mean i know you had a lot to say about um tavra um, yeah, Tavra's yes. on the forefront of my mind right now. I mean, it might because, be because I recently was working on um, a piece of fan art that was, you know, focused on Tavra and Annika, and I spent a lot of time working on it, and I just really love those characters so much, and uh, when I revisit Age of Resistance, and I, I really think that they did her character a lot of justice in terms of her her characterizations and the way she was portrayed, and she looked almost exactly how I envisioned her when I was reading it. I, I feel like her puppet was spot on, just like a gorgeous combination of like an elegant princess meets like a tough, smart, uh, 
pragmatic warrior at the same time, like a soldier, um, just the perfect marriage of those two things. And, and you have Tavra and I, I just, I, I feel like even though she was portrayed similarly in age of resistance, there's so much about her, her journey and her arc and the things that she goes through that are just like a giant elephant in the room for dark crystal fans of like differences to address. Like obviously spoiler alert, if you're, if you're listening to this clearly, um, we are going to be talking about things that happen in both Age of Resistance and in uh, the J.M. Lee books that will be spoiled if you haven't read them before. If, if you care about that sort of thing, consider yourself warned. Uh, Tavra dies. Um, yeah. <laughs> more and, and Tavra's a spider. <laughs> and Tavra's a spider. And um, I, I, I don't know about you, Phil, but I'm definitely in the camp of... Tavra's not really dead in Age of Resistance. They showed us that that uh, little flower spider dude crawling away for a reason because that's Tavra, and you cannot convince me otherwise. <laughs> so that the mind of Tavra has been transferred into into the spitter, um, the and um, just wandered off um so that's going to be i mean that that would be um very interesting if that actually becomes part of a thing in season two um if we actually see this spitter you know and 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 the gelfings are probably like what is this spitter doing and he's like i mean I'm like trying to attack it but then i realize they've they're they're on the same side as um as the gelflings as we know towards the end of the show um but it'll be very interesting i mean especially you know hearing the voice of tavra like <laughs> as a spider um they'd be like oh what's what? yeah so because i i couldn't help but feel like well first of all i'm i'm kicking myself every time i think about our interview with uh will and jeff because I, we didn't ask them about, hey, you you know how uh, Tavra is a spider? Is that, did you have that in mind for happening? Like, I wanted to ask about that because it felt so deliberate that we see, specifically, we see that spitter, like, we have a shot up close of that spitter crawling off of her and going away. Like, why would they really bother showing us that if not at least for a nod to the fans of the books to be like, to have that sort of open to leave that door open so it's a little ambiguous so if we want to believe that that's her there's nothing really to tell us otherwise um so i i still am very curious if we ever get will or jeff on here again that's i know the first yeah. thing i'm asking <laughs> i know i know it'd, it'd be great to have them on the show um because i know that so many we always have lots more questions now you know these characters and actually it just made me think about um if we got you know a follow-up um a season two or what you know whenever that's ever gonna happen um but not one another 30 years hopefully. yeah i know <laughs> I, I i i always sort of joke about um i always put the gif out every now and then um the twin peaks see you in 25 years yeah <laughs> um, but you know what my 60 so year old butt will be here talking about it so yeah. that's fine <laughs> if, so be it if that's the case man i'll yeah, be yeah, crusty yeah. and ready yeah <laughs> um but th uh, well that's the thing about tavra like i was actually thinking you know if we get further installments it, i think part of her character is going to investigate deet like she's actually gone as a spider you know gone through the dark wood um which i i, I presume that that's where deet was heading into the the dark wood um but I could be wrong but 
that's what I, you know, my mind is sort of yeah. <laughs> set on yeah, that. We can, um, but we can then, deduce it. yeah, yeah, and, and maybe, and then she comes back and sort of, you know, re- brings a report, you know, to to you know to Rian and um, uh, Bray, uh, Bray and all, you know all those characters. Um, so yeah, yeah, I know this is something. That, yeah, I thought about yeah, you know how they could probably bring Tavra back. It wasn't, you know, I I appreciate that it wasn't a clear cut no like she's dead get over it like (laughs) yeah it was there was i feel at the very least enough of a window open for us to speculate about it and um i i really i love that first of all um but also at the same time i feel like the the whole story of tavra being sort of possessing the body of the spider in the books the main characters of Age of Resistance wouldn't really have been as aware of that at this point in the story um, because that was more like Naya and Kylan and Gurjan were in on that and Annika. Um, but I don't really think by the time they get to the Battle of Stone in the Wood, it's really like brought to the attention of like Brienne and, and Deet. Like, I don't think... Yeah, about Tavra, yeah. They are really made aware of what's happening with Tavra. No. Um, And there's definitely also, you know, I don't even think it ever got word to Brea in the novels. I don't think Brea ever knew what happened to Tavra that that we saw. Correct me if I'm wrong, people listening, because I, you know, it's been a little minute since I finished um, the novels and I need to go back, but I don't recall tavra ever reuniting with brea at any point post spider possession um so no, there's yeah i don't no, i don't think you... so i mean i i do definitely i mean i need to reread them as well and i think last time i think we chatted i i i actually finished um song of the dark uh, shadows of the dark crystal and you know the next one i was going to get onto was um was song but i haven't had a chance to get back into that book yet i just had so many things going on but for your second reread yeah for the second or probably uh it'd probably be my third or it'd be at least my third or fourth because i think okay i think each books i've read i think each books i've read at least twice yeah like once you know just you know reading it normally normally, but just reading it and then the second time reading (laughs) it again for doing those um the, the gathering song podcasts um yeah back in those days so just to uh, but well, it's, it's yeah. definitely time for a revisit. I mean, because I think everything, just the focus entirely shifted to age of resistance at that point. And, you know, rightfully so, but um, now it's just like, it's kind of a really exciting opportunity to kind of dive into both simultaneously again at, with new eyes and like kind of compare and contrast as, as we're doing. And um, yeah, I guess that is one thing I can't recall though, if there was ever a resolution with Brea and Tavra, because you know, Brea's part of the story was so involved with Rianne and Deet and everything we saw happening in Age of Resistance, not what we saw happening in, in the novels. And I think that is kind of the point of how the novels and the show go hand in hand. It's not a retelling of the same exact thing. It's these are the, it's the same timeline, but seen through different eyes, there's different parts of Thra. This is what's happening to, to other Gelfling who were involved in the story. Because that way we wouldn't be getting the same exact story twice. And Yes, yeah. You know, we even they got different we experiences. Still yeah. Read it, yeah. <laughs> still, <laughs> no, yeah. Um, uh, you know, I'm, it's it opens up the opportunity to have sort of creative liberties and and differences that happen because we're getting a different point of view. Uh, we're getting 
the story is being told from somebody else's perspective who wouldn't have focused on certain things compared to others. Like that's why there's really no focus at all on anything that's happening to deep in the novels, because she's really, you know, we don't even meet her until the end of the very last book. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And and we know from age of resistance that everything that happens to deep with the darkening is like a huge part of everything. But you would never know that based on just Naya's perspective because everything she goes through is totally separate. Um, But the same is true in terms of Tavra because Tavra is more of a, it's interesting. She sort of bridges a gap because she is obviously very close to Brea, who is one of our main party members in Age of Resistance. She's, she's the, the favorite sister because she's, she's not the problematic sister. She's the peacemaker sister who, um, is able to empathize with both Celadon and Brea, find a middle ground between them and um, be on good terms with both of them and with uh, with the Almadra, with, with Meirin. Um, she's trusted, she's loved, she's like a solid part of her family that, you know, they rely on her and they both confide in her. And so her closeness to Brea is undeniable so she does play a crucial role in age of resistance in that respect however she's much more of a party member and and key player in the group that we see as the main characters in shadows of the dark crystal and and song and and the the rest of those novels because she's kind of like the fighter or the i was gonna say paladin but i would say she's she's more of a fighter if we're talking in, in terms of uh, D&D characters, um, to, the, to the party that Naya is our healer in. <laughs> and um, the relationship she has with Naya is hinted at. You know, there's a little nod to it in Age of Resistance for those of us who know. Yeah, especially in episode four when they're all at the, um, the podling uh, village or, you know. Yeah, there's we get like a sort of miniature version of their relationship um you know how they don't really trust each other at first there's sort of a there's sort of a translation there's a lost in translation sort of you know they don't quite speak each other's language because they're from such vastly different backgrounds and they're a little hesitant to trust each other and you know get in a couple little scuffles um naya's focused on being protective of her brother's honor and like figuring out you know what's going on with her brother whereas Tavra's a little more straight to business and like hey all I know is what my Almadra told me and you know all I know is that this guy's a fugitive and we got to see what's up whereas Naya's very emotional about it like no this is my brother <laughs> yeah yeah and she was him. willing to do anything um you know to get her brother and as we saw in episode four it's like um once she saw um uh, Rian that you know had that idea of doing a trade you know I'm gonna take take Rian, take him to the castle of the crystal and swap him over for um Gurgen. um but which of which at the same time i'm like i, I think that plan probably would have <laughs> backfired um so much because i'm like i think they'd be like well thank you anaya and we're going to keep them both <laughs> yeah and we'll yeah. take we'll and take then, we'll, we'll we'll take you as well we'll, we'll imprison yeah. you as well especially um, yeah. since as we kind of talked about last time that in the books the skexies have way more of an obvious interest in Naya and Gurjan because of their twin energy and you know thinking that their essence together is going to be somehow more powerful because it's the essence of twin gelfling and like there's this whole thing from from 
when you're reading uh, Joe's novels, you think that like the Skeksis have so much focus and so much importance on getting Naya and Gurdjian. Whereas in Age of Resistance, it's not about that at all. Their entire focus is about Rian. And um, you would never know that they even gave a single fig about <laughs> Gurdjian and Naya. Yeah, based yeah on no, I mean, because I mean, they could have had that scene, um, I think. Uh, oh, I'm trying to think which the episode two or three um you know when they're seen with um gurgen he's you know looking into the cast you know looking into the crystal uh with uh skek var um the the general and um and i thought oh maybe we're going to get a moment where you know they know that he has a twin and whether that you know this essence isn't enough it's like oh he actually has a twin like why don't we do do this as well um but I guess that would be, yeah, I guess that's the thing. It'd be, it'd be too much plot, I guess. So I can understand from the context of the show that I can understand why they sort of maybe not delve into that. But, but still, would have been, yeah, would have been interesting. That's for it's sure. It's just yeah. another example of how everything is, you know, who the storyteller is makes a huge difference. Which, which character is telling us about what happened because, you know, for all intents and purposes, we're seeing the events of Age of Resistance in the show through Rian's eyes or Deet's eyes or Brea's eyes, depending on the episode. And neither, none of those characters would really have any sort of insight into whether or not the Skeksis care about Naya and Gurjan and the, the twin essence, because it's, it doesn't really pertain to their side of the story necessarily. So it, it makes sense. But because we have also seen the other side of the story with, you know, Naya's perspective, like we are wondering, like, is that still true? Like, is that still happening here? Did, did it just seem like from Naya's perspective, it was a bigger deal than it actually was? Um, so there's, you know, everything's in, you know, who's telling the story. Um, but so, yeah, we do see uh, a little bit of that uh, development in the bond between Naya and Tavra and how they come to an understanding, they come to trust each other. They have that moment of after they've um, seen the dream fast vision from Rian and they learn the truth and they find a truce and they work together and like they go off to the castle to get Gurjan together essentially is what, it, what ends up happening in the show. Tavra and, and Naya go off together and they have this nice moment of who'd have thought, you know, a Drenchen and a Vaprin would be, would be side by side, you know, and, and ultimately that is similar enough. It doesn't contradict with how things go in the book. It's just, it's kind of happening a lot faster. And, um, you know, the, the pacing of it is just different because. Yeah. And, and I think it was really interesting, like in the, with the show that, um, you know, they got to the castle, the crystal, and then she tells, um, naya and um kylan to um uh to to rescue gurgen that she's gonna go off um that she wants to know what the skeksis are up to um we're just sort of like well you gotta know what the skeksis are up to anyways you know didn't you see did you see that dream the the the, the dream fasting that you all had but um but yeah no so but i guess you know it's understandable you know being you know part of the you know the royal family and whatnot i guess yeah, she wants she just wanted to investigate she's she, smart yeah, yeah she was just wanted to investigate a lot more um maybe actually just see you know see see it for herself sort of thing um but then uh, you know unfortunately she gets um captured 
um which is sort of one of those things where it's like you didn't see her getting captured it wasn't until like a couple episodes later that you're like oh she's she actually got caught and she's in you know in in, yeah. in the cell at the um but what's interesting is we yeah. don't necessarily see it's it's similar in the books because at this same point in the plot she does get captured by the skexies like that the timeline actually does line up pretty perfectly there where you know they go off to get Gurgen, and at that point Tavra gets captured um is pretty pretty one-to-one there except at this point we're deliberately not shown firsthand in the books where Tavra gets captured and and drained because then we see her later she comes back and finds Naya after the fact obviously we find out later it's because they entirely drained her and they've possessed her body with um Kritschk, however yeah, you say Kritschk, I think yeah just sounds like a crunchy noise yes. um the the Arathim uh basically he's an Arathim spy and whereas in Age of Resistance what we see is they choose her because she's strong because she's a strong gelfling they choose her to sort of be the the body that all of the Arathim are sort of connected to and she's like the Borg yeah <laughs> yes um that comes through and it's a similar concept it's it's like when I watched the series I was I remember thinking like oh, this is, this is going really similar to the book. I wonder if they're going to do the spider thing after all. And then at the reveal in Stone in the Wood, how she's like kind of got this Borg super, like she is the cube and she's covered in, she's covered in all of the Arath. And I was like, okay, so they're doing it, but they're not doing it exactly. It's like a different take on the possession. Um, because then in the novels, she's, possessed by one specific Arathim and given the task not to go whereas in the show she's tasked with going and bringing all the Arathim to stone in the wood and releasing all the Arathim and like starting the process of building the army essentially whereas in the books she's one specific Arathim and she's tasked with um she has to go and retrieve Gurjan and Naya and Kylan and bring like capture them and bring them back to the Skeksis to for for draining and for questioning I guess and um so it's like her her role what this it's the same concept where the Skeksis have decided hey we're gonna use your body and and use you as a host for the Arathim one way or another and we're gonna you know have you carry out something for our benefit but the ultimate the ultimate goal is similar but the specific task they give her is different um because again there's more of a focus in the books on them caring about those specific gelfling yeah so yeah especially with naya, naya and yeah, yeah and you're know, wanting that twin essence sort of thing yeah so that was sort of like a big thing yeah whereas in the show like i mean as you said you know that their focus was always on on rian um throughout the show so and then for most of song of the dark crystal um tavra is with kylan and naya and we don't know that she's possessed we just know that she's acting like really mean yeah yeah and very we, mean and know, very odd and very strange yeah 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 and we haven't had the time to really get to know her yet neither has naya and naya just thinks oh this is just she's got a bratty princess attitude she's mean she's she's hard um 
and sort of the bond is derailed because of the way that Tavra's acting because ultimately she's not Tavra. But we but we don't know that as we're reading it and neither does, does Naya. And so there's this huge chunk of the book where she's like infiltrated as part of the, the group. Like she's in the crew, but she's actually a, a Skeksis spy for, you know, with the Arathim. And, and then it's revealed later. Well, actually when they captured me, that this is what happened. And then they, this like, whole other part of the story where, where Kylan has to dream etch and essentially do like a soul swap, yes, right? Yeah. To get, um, the, yeah. She, so transfer they, the mind, they, the mind of Tavra into the, the, the body of the, of the spider. So then yeah. Tavra becomes the spider essentially permanently. Right. And, and then they, Tavra continues to bond with Naya and with the other characters and like play this crucial role in the party as, you know, she's because she brings so much to their dynamic as a group, um, but she's not in her body as she does it. Um, and we, in Age of Resistance, we get to see her more as her true self, like get to see her in her natural habitat, like how she interacts with her family, how she interacts in her own body as herself um, a little bit more. But there's a whole chunk of her... Um, at her role with the other Gelfling in the in the resistance that we don't get to see in Age of Resistance that's really focused on in the novels, but for most of it, she's not in her own body. She's, you know, we learn so much about her backstory through Annika. Um, and I, I love the first moment where they go back to find Annika and Tavra's in the spider body and Annika knows immediately that it's Tavra. Like she doesn't have to ask like, hey, what's going on? Why do you have that spider? She like instantly can feel that it's her. And that is just like, oh, I love that so much. It's so sweet. That's part of why I love Annika so much and like her relationship with Tavra because it's like, you could tell there's so much love there because like she, here's the love of her life in the body of a nasty little spider. And she like, doesn't even second guess it at first. She's like, nope, that's her. That's my girl in there. I could tell. Like. <laughs> um yeah no that was like one of the yeah one of the great things that you know yeah especially with um flames sort of um that there was um yeah like a, a really deep bond between um between tavra and onika and um and you know you, there were sort of little hints here and there like in in the show age resistance um i think when brea mentions tavra i think to onika and um i think a couple other things like that or yeah. Uh, little teeny yeah. moments where like if you know you know yes but if yeah. you don't know you wouldn't really think about it no no exactly yeah so and i know that was probably one of the things that um i think i don't know yourself you might have mentioned about it that one of the things was that oh we never had a moment like a scene in the show between tavra and Annika, you know being together that sort of thing like yeah yeah and i just you know and and there's a really beautiful moment um, in the novels. And again, it eludes me exactly which one after, after having read them all a couple times, they just all become one big novel in my mind. Um, and I just have to like, really think hard about, well, hold on, whose perspective was this? Like, so which book was that? But, <laughs> but reflecting on it now, it's like, it's, it's all one story to me. So I, I can't recall exactly which one it was where they, I, th I think it was actually song, but where they, um, go back and they meet Annika and they have Tavra as a spider and Annika's recounting the story I think to Naya of like how 
they got together and like the things that they've been through in the past. And um, we learn about how Annika has had her wings ripped off in the past. Annika I think that was wings. Tides, Tides of the Dark Crystal, yeah. the okay. third book. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> That makes sense because that's my boy Omri reading that one. Yes. And yes. oh, and that's and a whole other thing because Tavra has this whole new role in uh in Tides where Omri, who is has no combat experience, but Tavra is this like amazing warrior who's essentially had her powers taken from her because she doesn't have her body anymore. Oh, yeah, she yeah, can't. yeah. And she and she teaches um she, Amri. Yeah, she yeah. teaches Omri. <laughs> with her spider body she becomes his Qui-Gon somehow like by talking to him about like how to fight and she's yeah she's she fully makes him her Padawan while she's not even in her right body and like it's this huge thing with her character and like um learning patience and and, and you know building that emotional connection with the other Gelfling and God, I love Omri. I cannot stress enough how much I love Omri. I know. And, it's um, it's almost like we need to do like a, a, a show about uh, just Omri. Like even though, yeah, he wasn't in the show, but like he did quite a lot in the books actually. Um, you know, especially, um, uh, I was yeah, especially in, in Tides of the Dark Crystal and, and his introduction in Song and sort of how his character sort of ends up in uh, Flames. So... And we can kind um, yeah. of presume that he goes on to be, you know, he, he goes on with Naya because they ultimately become a power couple and ride yes, off into the sunset together. But yes. they go to, to back to the Swamp of Sog where Naya is, for all intents and purposes, Naya becomes the Madra of the, the Drenchen clan. And um, we can also presume that you know, once sort of the the lines between clans become blurred and they kind of unify, that a lot of Gelfling probably go off to the Swamp of Sog to to go into hiding or to sort of build their new home lives and sort of try to try to lay low for a while. The Swamp of Sog just sort of is an organic place to do that, right? But yeah, I and I can... definitely think so too. I think I know we've chatted about that many many a times, and I think I love the idea of um um probably as i said in episodes like had season two happen and i think like it would have been them going being far apart from the skeksis swamp of sog skeksis at the castle of crystal and sort of like each episode they sort of get you know the gulflings get closer and closer to the castle of the crystal and yeah yeah, yeah and so. uh you know I and mean, we can presume that naya is sort of in a position of leadership at that point um and omri is with her and because he's very open about how he wants to go to the swamps with her he wants to see more of the world he wants to see the things that she's seen and wants to be wherever she is and um so that whole relationship is like oh i want to see that even if it's in the form of an animated series like i would love that a little little animated shorts about all the other characters that we didn't get to focus on in age of resistance i would gladly throw my money at that um but yeah, so the, the main thing that I wanted to touch on in terms of the, the spider possession with Tavra is that there's this implication that's opened up that's like a huge breakthrough in terms of Gelfling abilities that is just like, whoa, hold on. <laughs> the implications of this are kind of enormous because when Tavra is in the body of the spider, she still has the ability to dream fast. She still has her Gelfling ability to dream fast with the other Gelfling as if she is still a Gelfling. 
but she also has the ability to possess the bodies of other Gelfling as if she were an Arathum. So it's like she gets to do both because there are, there's times when uh, she takes on the body of one of the other I forgot her yeah, name. Yeah, I was just trying to think if the Seafin girl. There's one of the Seafin yeah, um, yeah. Gelfling who's oh, like part of their crew. And and she was actually um attached to Kylan as well in um yeah. Song of the Song of the Dark Crystal. Yeah. Uh, towards so the there's end this whole the, thing yeah. where she can like yeah. she can latch on and take on the bodies of other Gelfling as if she's in Arathan, but she can still dream fast. So it's like what does that say about dream fasting? Like is it that it's it comes from the essence of the gelfling so to speak it doesn't matter whether or not they're physically in a gelfling body as long as it's the consciousness of a gelfling it doesn't matter or is it does it imply that other creatures can dream fast they have the ability to they just don't know how to do it because gelfling are the only ones who figured it out like it just raises extra questions yeah no it and, certainly does yeah um, the um, whole thing with tabra just opens all of that up man yeah <laughs> i know yeah just 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 another level um it just makes me think about like with the sanctuary tree you know when um uh giving deep divisions and it's like well it's not like like i was actually just thinking now i'm like is all that really like far dreaming because you know that that's another thing like with the siphon so talking about the siphon clan and how they do the the far dreaming so looking into the future um but then that's the dozeness wait sorry i might have been confused maybe it's the do i know the dozener and mentioned a show the dozens they they use the urdrips to glimpse into the future but i'm not too sure how the sanctuary tree that probably works in its own <laughs> its own other other ways um yeah well i mean up, yeah. we learn like all of the all of the big trees throughout thra sort of have their own um specific powers and like relevance that they have for their their part of the world that they're in um and a uh, side note for anyone else listening this fun fact that i just i nerded out really hard when i found this out but like one of the the maps in the back uh, of thra for one of the um the jolie novels each one shows a little bit more of the map is labeled like as it's relevant to the story so by the time we get to flames like there's a lot more of the map that's shown like more things that are named and we find out in the glossary on the map that the um the trees that are especially um relevant to the vapra clan so all of the trees are something staba because staba is the the gelfling word for tree so we have like olieka staba and um so the waystar grove of trees for the vapra clan are called kira staba yes yes which i guess kira means waystar according to you know you can deduce it based on what it says in the glossary and i was just like oh oh think that's where the word kira, kira comes, comes from, from. yeah like, that's what their special waystar trees that they and, have in i know the, um... and, and that's one of the things is um you know as, as we saw in the vision um which i, I think it was Breya um carrying uh what i mean what we believe to be kira essentially and um i mean they probably didn't have the name you know whoever you know kira's mom or dad is it's or, cool that we know where it comes from though yeah like, yeah but, but, I, that... but i don't I'm, I'm curious if she actually had if she was named kira before you know before the you know they'll whatever happened to them or whether the podling i mean see the podlings named her kira 
and they would have named her Kira after finding her from the tree. But but then it's they like, did find her in a tree. So well, that's see that's the thing. Did they find her in a tree? Because I know she was wandering. Like I'm, I'm just trying to think about that dream fast that she has with Jen, and she she wanders into the Podling Village, and I don't know whether that. I definitely, I, I think, it, I reckon probably a podling probably would have found her in, in the tree. I think that would make sense. I'm like, I'm going to call you Kira because that's the name of the tree that we found you from. Yeah, I just, I, I think that would be awesome if it turned out that that was why her name was Kira was because that was the tree that she was put in. And, uh, you know, it also just, it's sort of a clue that Kira does like we needed another clue that Kira has a connection to the Vapra clan because look at her, but, but it is more of like a clear, oh, okay. Her name is of Vapran origin un- unquestionably. So, but yeah, there's another little side note there that I just, I love that, you know, we opened it up about the trees there. I know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know. So it went a little bit detail of, there. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. everything that happens with the trees also does kind of indicate that like the ability to dream fast is not necessarily something that's inherent to Gelfling, especially since Naya dream fast with the other animals and other creatures in order to heal them from the darkening. And that's like a big deal when we figure out like, oh, she, she, she can dream fast with things that are not Gelfling. And we know now that dream fasting has to be sort of a mutual, you know, consensual act. And, um, so there has to be some sort of a give and take from the, the other creatures that you're dream fasting with. It's just a matter of what makes dream fasting unique for Gelfling. Like what about their essence, you know, makes it so they're the only ones who are able to tap into it where other creatures can't necessarily initiate a dream fast, but they can reciprocate it. So, and then combine that with now Tavra's, the fact that she can still do it when she's a spider. It's just like, there's, so much more to get into now like i have so many more questions you you gave me so much more but also more questions yeah exactly yeah yeah i know uh so um and and, and yeah. then yeah, yeah. um absolutely so that's tavra well that, yeah that is tavra yeah yeah so i think yeah i mean overall with tavra it definitely seemed like like in like she had a big part to play in the books but in the show probably not so not probably not as much as you know as we would have liked but you know that's sort of the nature of the storytelling but i think definitely probably my well think i'm just thinking about the best moments of tavra like from the show and i think probably my favorite would be um when uh her and and um and bray are there together you know when um uh, the bonds she, of yeah, the, yes yeah yeah that, that great line uh, remember the bonds of sisterhood can be tested but never broken um and you know just you know you know you know comforting each other and all that kind of stuff and um yeah that, that i thought that was like very nice like yeah yeah, yeah the importance of of family and the bond there that they have and um like I said before, Tavra really sort of bridges gaps between the uh, between her two sisters that otherwise, you know, are at each other's throats. But Tavra's able to. There's a there's a scene with each of them. Tavra has a great scene with Brea where she, you know, is like, "Hey, 
think about it from Celadon's point of view, man. And then there's the same scene she has with Celadon where she's like, hey, go easy on Brea. Think, think about it from her point of view. <laughs> like she has essentially the same moment. And then when she has it with Brea, she's like, you know, you guys really aren't that different. <laughs> um, Tavra's the one who like sees through all of the drama and is able to see things for what they are and like bring them back to remember like, hey, remember we're still sisters. We're not that different, um, you know, stuff can get can get difficult but we should still be there for each other um tavra still got her eye on the on the prize there she knows what it's about <laughs> she doesn't get distracted because again she's just like super pragmatic she's super like calculated and, and intelligent she doesn't really let her emotions get in the way and distract her in the way that a lot of other gelfling might be able to do that like a lot of other gelfling tend to get even brea like can get really caught up in her emotions and like it's not fair <laughs> Um, whereas Tavra doesn't really let that happen. We all know Celadon gets carried away with her emotions and, you know, throws, throws a big old tantrum, but <laughs> Tavra's really, uh, that's not her style. She's just, and, and I would say that's very consistent. Um, cause like I said before, even though the events that take place, uh, do differ and, and specific details are different. I think for the most part, she's very consistently Tavra, like her characterizations and her personality is still very much consistent one-to-one uh, -one between the, the book and Age of Resistance. Like it's it's definitely her. I, I will say like when I first, the first viewing of Age of Resistance, I remember thinking like, wow, they really got Tavra right. <laughs> like yeah, those yeah. of us, you know, she's very much like how we read her. Read her in the book, yeah, um, yeah. Other than what happens to her yes right? <laughs> yeah yeah the stories between them too yeah they, they are they are pretty different um yeah the journeys that she had in the book compared to the show um so yeah yeah and i, I mean you know let's you know let's hope we get more of tavra in in future stories you know as spider or no spider um you know so and and maybe even some more insight into her uh their childhoods and like things they went through prior to the events of age of resistance and like the little hints we got of the the things that tavra and annika had been through and like what built their relationship it just it sounds like such an epic story like we have this soldier princess who falls in love with a essentially a pirate fortune teller yes yeah yeah <laughs> a like, safe and yeah 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 and they're very um careful to say in the books at least that Madra Mehran did not approve of her relationship with Annika because she was a seafit mm, yes yeah there was not there was a, always a thing about the clans like you know you're gonna you know if you're gonna be with someone it has to be from your own clan and not um yeah yeah whereas the seafans um yeah the seafans yeah they, they, they were the, they the, the diverse yeah 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 yeah, like the Seafans, they were very open about, you know, oh, you can be with whoever you want, you know, and um, all clans can visit them and they can go visit them, you know, at their own free will. Like there wasn't an issue with the Seafans, but whereas with the other other clans, yeah, I think for some of them, especially, I mean, especially the Vaprin, um, more so that it's like, yeah, no, no, stick with your own clan. <laughs> yeah, and so there's just a lot, uh, a lot hinted there that even though Tavra is she always has to put on this this role as the one who's smart the one who's who is the good warrior the good fighter who knows what to do who's calculated there's still you know she needs to run away and have her time her freedom 
um, where she gets to go and look to the stars essentially with, with Annika and get a glimpse of what it's like to not live in the confines of your, of your clan boundaries, essentially. Um, because it clearly, um, even though she was good at her job and played her role well, she had some issues with just sticking to Vaprin do this and, you know, we stick with our kind and we just do the Vaprin thing and stick with, stay home. <laughs> she, that, you know, she um, had her, her time that she needed to take for herself and go be with Annika. And I would really love to see more of that explored, like what brought them together, what sort of adventures they went on, um, everything that happened with uh, the loss of Annika's wings and how Tavra was there to support her through that. And like, there's just, there's such a cool story there that uh, definitely yeah, for yeah. a great comic I think they need, they need to get Joe, they need to get Joe back, you know, yeah. <laughs> get back to write, write some more Dark Crystal books. Uh, yeah. Get, get some more Tavra and Annika stories. Um, yeah. No, I think uh, that, that would be really cool. And actually, I mean, one of the interesting, I think pieces of sort of trivia is that, actually i mean tavra is actually her short name um i think her, her full name is actually katavra um which uh, for those um you know well that and that um her name um well some some little trivia here that i think her name she was named after a gelfling of myth um who who was said to be a friend of ronip um so yeah, that, that was in the creation yeah. myths i remember thinking that um, that there was a character when i first yes. read the novels i was like i've seen this name before there's no way that's the same character. Yeah, I know. Me too. Yeah, that's like way before. But I had to like go back and check in creation myths and be like, oh yeah, there was a character named Tavra here. Maybe she's named after her. Like, I just I like that they addressed that in the in the wiki because. Yes. Yeah. There is a so character uh, named Katavra, and I always think like she sounds like it's like Abra Katavra. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> Katavra, yeah, Katavra. yeah. <laughs> i know so yeah that there's there's lots of love with um with with tavra um you know regardless how big or small of a role that she had but yeah um i'm, I'm certainly look yeah again like i said like i look forward to seeing you know what um if they'll do more with her character in future stories um that's she for sure definitely in my opinion still she's still alive in age of resistance she's that we see her as that spitter for a reason. They they wouldn't have showed that to us if it wasn't significant. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully more to come. Yeah. And I just realized like we we've almost um run run out of time. I, I know we wanted to get into sort of the discussions about Gurgen and sort of my take on um where I thought, you know, the stories of what would have happened in the show, um, for some of the characters with Naya and Kylan and and, and Gurdjian as well, um, but we just sort of run out of time. Yeah. So what I think when um, you get me talking about Tavra th- and Annika, man. Tavra, I know. Sorry. <laughs> oh, it's all good. I know, it's, but um, that, that's the thing about with age resistance. They like every character, like no matter how big or small they are, um, they there is lot lots of significance with these characters. Um, and just you know things to compare them you know from the books and the show and i think that's part of the fun you know with, with chat and dark crystals you know seeing all these differences and what we liked and what we didn't like but it's all you know it's all just you know the fun side of dark crystal and it never um, ends so you know we never run out of material <laughs> no, no, or theories no. or you know we could this will go on until we are in our 60s yeah. <laughs> and they make season two 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I finally get those goth yeah. wars. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Grandma, let's get you to bed. What's yeah. <laughs> <Like> the part <laughs> 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 I know. So, um, <laughs> so we'll we'll definitely have have a part three, um, where we'll we'll probably go into Gurjan, um, and and definitely sort of talk about probably and, and and do a bit of theorize, yeah, try and figure out sort of the where we where I, I mean where I think and probably where you think as well, like what those characters got up to during the events of the show, because um, I definitely have a few few things um um in my mind so i think we'll we'll leave that for a part three um which is interesting because i'm like i, I don't think we've ever done a part three for any of the characters this is the first time i think we've actually been doing this is going to be a third well, part, to be fair um, we're talking about a good handful discussion. of characters yeah well that that too yeah and 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 as always you know we always thought oh you know we, we might get through you know through them all you know in, in two parts at least but we no, underestimate not, our ability to no. ramble on about fun characters every time yes yeah exactly yeah yeah so no it's all good so it just means lots of great dark crystal podcasting More content, content. <laughs> delicious yes. content yes <laughs> the essence of content <laughs> all right so we'll, we'll wrap it up but again thank you so much for um uh, listening to our episode and yeah definitely stay tuned for more trial by stone If you'd like to get in contact with the show, you can do so at darkcrystalpodcast at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash darkcrystalpodcast. Follow us on Instagram at darkcrystalpodcast and on Twitter at darkcrystalpod. If you'd like to support the show, subscribe to the podcast, write a review on Apple Podcasts and consider being our Patreon supporter at patreon.com forward slash dark crystal podcast thank you all so much and stay tuned for the next episode of trial by stone this podcast is brought to you by thamescon bringing conventions to oxford and london including the great conjunction the first ever Dark Crystal Convention in the world. For more information, visit their website at www.thegreatconjunction.com.